Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome in here to another edition of the Early Line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And we want to thank you very much for stopping by here as uh, we hope it was a uneventful uh, weekend, to say the least there. Hope uh, everyone is uh, safe and secure and uh, doing what uh, the rest of us are doing and just keeping that glass half full. Uh, moving along here, and uh, every day, uh, at least, uh, you you find them. There are uh, some of these uh, success stories a little bit more and more each and every day, uh, especially around the world as the numbers uh, regarding the virus seem to be going down in certainly certain parts of this world, which means that uh, sooner rather than later, we will uh, we will all begin to uh, recover from uh, from what this craziness has been over the last 30 days. We also learned a lot over the weekend. Uh, of course, there was a lot going on. I mean, you had still, you had plenty of horse racing. You had uh, WrestleMania, like Dane and I talked about uh, over the weekend. Um, we do now have, uh, at least we learned on, uh, on Saturday, Dane, uh, that there was late Saturday, actually, late Saturday morning, uh, we learned that there was uh, quite a significant meeting uh, between the president and just about every commissioner uh, out there on any sports league uh, for anything, uh, they were there, and a lot of us were going. All right, so wait, why? Yeah, everyone's. What's he saying? What's going on? Uh, I, even the guys that are wired in, especially with the NFL, you know, the Schefters, the in reports, there was not a lot of lead time about this phone call, about this conference call. It did uh, maybe about an hour before noon on Saturday is when it came out saying. Hey, guys, uh, by the way, there's a uh, significant conference call going on with all of the uh, all of the commissioners. And then what we came to eventually uh, find out was that um, there was a lot of fluff, um, you know, a lot of that. The president was just thanking everybody for their response, the leagues and what a great job kind of being reassuring. And uh, it seemed as if and, and we've got the statement here for you guys, but it looked like he uh, wanted to recognize the good work it says being done by many teams and players uh especially in their communities and for their fans uh also uh, the pres apparently the commissioners thanked the president uh for his national leadership and of course for his interest in the sports industry and uh the statement says that president trump encouraged them to continue to support their fellow americans during this challenging time i know ian rapaport came out and said that there was uh, a discussion regarding charitable contributions and how the leagues would help those dealing with the coronavirus. There's not uh, a lot, of course, that was released about some of the leagues and cancellations, not cancellations, Dane. I mean, we were, for the most part, thinking that this was going to be a, you know, guys are going to, NBA, David Stern, you know, Rob Manford, all these guys were going to be like, all right, are, are we asking, should we cancel, should we not cancel? It's not as simple as that, of course, because of the players' unions involved across the board. Um, but, man, it's, uh, it's gotten a lot of the mood, shall we say, around some of these fans and certainly around some of these leagues is uh, it, what was supposed to be. They'll be back. Don't worry about it. Certainly a lot of question marks. Then we find out about this, but we still kind of don't really know what a lot of these leagues are planning on doing. Yeah, absolutely. And to be quite honest, I don't think we're going to be able to know mm. as time moves on. You know, you, we, we were thinking about this, Joe, as would they try to push to uh, get back earlier. Mm. Uh, we thought that for a little while. But you mentioned the, the, the players unions yep. probably are not going to be dictated to in this kind of scenario. We saw a lot of self-aggrandizing, a lot of thanking one another. But I think one of the other headlines to come from this is that, you know, at least the president is trying to communicate that football, the NFL, will go on as scheduled. And I think it's interesting that he targets that fall sport, mm -hmm. uh, a sport that is very important, obviously, to, you know, his base, 
in right. a down south in a way. And, you know, kind of that's kind of like the easiest to predict at this point. Right. Yep. We don't know about Major League Baseball. We don't know about the NBA, but almost trying to already set the narrative or set the framing that he wants the cash cow that is the NFL to go on as scheduled. You know, I'm here in New York. You're down there in Florida. And one of the things we've started to realize over the last week or so, Joe, is that, you know, different regions of this country are going to go through this cycle or this curve of this disease of, the, of COVID, you know, in different phases yep. and in different times. We're seeing that, whether it be with staffing or medical equipment, and that's going to be the case whether or not, you know, teams from different regions can travel. One of the things that is coming out of this tele uh, telephone call is that he also expects he being the president, he also expects fans yep. to be able to attend events come the late summer. And, you know, we don't know about that. I think this was a big time kind of just trying to reassure everyone on a certain level, because we've been talking about the psychological impacts. We've been talking about the normalcy right. that we want. And if nothing else, I think this was trying to kind of build a backstop or a wall of uh, comfort or normalcy saying, you know, that uh, our kind of one of our nation's religion, the NFL, at least to, to, to forestall brighter days ahead. Yeah, there was a lot of hope, obviously, that um, the NBA, certainly who has been on the kind of on the forefront of, you know, we're going to get back. We're not uh, we're not exactly sold on canceling the season just yet. You know, we we're trying to get uh, we're trying to get all of this squared away. We're still hopeful. And then, uh, of course, that tune has kind of changed over the last week where now maybe a truncated uh, do away with the season. Let's go ahead and try to put together some sort of uh, situation where, like we even talked about, the opportunity of maybe just going to a place like Vegas, housing the, uh, you know, everybody trying to keep themselves uh, safe, trying to keep them all quarantined while playing these games in front of no fans. But um, we know the unions have been trying to come together. Uh, we know baseball, uh, we know their unions have, uh, have cut a deal. Uh, the NBA, you know, it, we come to find out that they're asking players to take a 50% cut and these types of things. I mean, there's a lot of money still uh, that is out there and a cut that owners are trying to go ahead and get done. But of course, the players' union's like, yeah, I don't think so. So unless they all come together on the same page, every one of these unions about what if, what happens if it does a worst case scenario, who's going to get paid what and how, um, we probably won't have a full understanding. Kind of hard to decide what to do with a league if you can't decide how people are going to get paid based upon that reaction of what you decide to do. You know, I think, Joe, we're seeing this, whether it be kind of like the small business loan mm -hmm. opportunity that's yep. going around in this country. Down by you, Joe, I know there's certain complications with the unemployment system yep. in that state. You know, and I think it's nice to say we're all in this together. It's mm -hmm. nice to want to put out emergency policies, but the devil is in the details, right? right? So, and I think when we talk about whether it's NBA execs willing to take a 25% pay cut, we're seeing even abroad in Syria, ah, Joe, the Italian leagues, right? Yep. Cristiano Ronaldo has given up $11 million of his salary. There are now kind of buzz that, you know, the, the, what the owners are asking the players to do as a pay cut yep. is to kind of shoulder all the losses, taking like a 50 or a 70% cut in pay. And so what we are going to start to see, and I'm sorry if I'm being the cynical New Yorker here in the epicenter, right. but what now what we're going to start to see are these little battles over money, over, you know, regulations. And, and then as these details get ironed out, everyone wants to rush to do, quote unquote, what's right and how we fix it. But then how do we actually figure this out and understand what the implications are right. is still down the road. Yeah, not going to know anytime yeah. soon. And there's still going to be a lot of um, a lot of stress, a, a lot of anxiety around who, what, where and, and how. And uh, the questions, uh, of course, still remain. Uh, there is a significant group of people who are just saying, well, as long as the NFL starts on time, as long as we're going to have the NFL, um, you know, it's uh, so be it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And listen, it's will we have baseball? I, I do believe there's going to be baseball in some capacity. It ain't going to be 162 games. Right. Um, it may not be 100 games, uh, but there will be some form of baseball, I believe, that will be on its way back. The big question, of course, is, that first sport that says, yes, we're back, guys. 
mm-hmm. that we're coming back. Um, you do realize right now the blowback that people are getting for simply walking out on the uh, streets. And could you imagine an entire league uh, coming in here? And, you know, we're talking 30-some-odd baseball teams. Where are you going to put them all? Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Um, <laughs> There's no way of keeping people quarantined. You, you can't keep players quarantined. Wait on players. You can't have hotel staff that, that wait on them while they're there. Like, there's so many different components, it's almost impossible to do. And there's going to be people who are going to be pissed off that, uh, that there's any sort of sports because it's not a necessity. Well, you know, listen, I, I can argue that um, sports are a serious serious necessity to the mental well-being of a lot of people in this country. So while it is not a essential, uh, so to speak, essential business type of thing, uh, on a lot of levels for the well-being of, uh, of folks in this country, when their whole world's been turned upside down, uh, I could make the argument that, yes, sports is an essential business to that mental well-being of a lot of folks. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it myself. You know, the president invoked kind of the Defense Production Act, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a company like General Motors uh, producing ventilators or right. masks, right, or, or, or gowns yep. or whatever it is that they can do. You know, to your point, Joe, the question of is what a league can do in the Defense Production Act in these times, like, do they have an obligation to uh, produce entertainment? Right or the psyche of our public, right? As we are in a quote unquote war with a virus as a wartime president, that sort of thing. But, you know, early, late last week, Joe, remember the chief uh, medical officer of the yes. NFL came out and said, you know, I thought it was very important that he came out and one of the conditions or the caveats was saying, we couldn't reopen a team sport like this until testing yes. was readily available. And I truly still believe, Joe, that testing mm-hmm. would be the linchpin of this. And when you look around at some of the you know, hot spots in this country, when testing is still not widely available and people who are exhibiting symptoms or who have had contact or are in a hot spot still cannot get access to testing, it is very hard to argue that you'd be able to give athletes tests every time they walk into a hotel, you know, or be able to quarantine them in a real way. Even one of our colleagues, Joe, you know, didn't get a test for a while, even though, you know, they they ultimately did have this disease because they thought it should have gone to someone who needed it more, Mm -hmm. right? And when we're in that kind of push and pull and supply crunch right now, I don't know. And you look at the list of all these sports, right? You do it in the NBA. There was, there was some like 10 commissioners on that yeah. call over the weekend, Joe. And so, like, what are you going to say for the NBA versus, say, the WNBA? Yes. You know, the president of the Breeders' Cup, NASCAR, you know, all these other – the WWE. We talked about WrestleMania, right? Yep. So I, I find it – it's going to be a tough sell so for, for a lot of people that are struggling with the pain and the crisis and on the front lines and where healthcare workers can't get tests to go ahead and decide that, oh, we're going to go – provide these tests and do this as a priority for the benefit of entertainment of the country. Now, the, the underlying situation here that we all have to keep in mind is that obviously, and, and just look at where we were three weeks ago to where we are today. Um, this is a very, and continues to be a very fluid situation. So just because something is not readily available right now or is not put in place right now does not mean come July or August that we're going to be talking about the same situation. So. You know, right now we do know um, that it is 30 days through April 30th here for the rest of this month here. We're all going to kind of shelter in place, try to figure out and, uh, and hope that obviously the technology and the other things, the science behind it all um, eventually catches up. And if it does, we're going to be having a totally different conversation in three weeks. So it's not all, uh, shall I say, doom and gloom. It should be... He's talking about the NFL, right? Because right. we have to make those kind of, uh, you yes. know, past the point of no return kind right. of questions with the NFL season that's in the fall, as opposed to, say, the NBA and their ongoing regular season. Right. And I don't think there's anybody even here at this point figures that they're going to be able to finish that regular season. But even then, when you're, again, talking about playoffs and talking about the timing that it would take to get those playoffs, guys, you, you still need to bring 16 teams into a location you still need to bring all those forget about just the the fans being able to do that house them 
uh, quarantine them. Somebody's got to, ain't going to make their own food. So something has got to happen there. Um, and there's risks. And we saw it in China when they tried to, you know, start up their basketball, uh, their basketball league there. They had to kind of kick the can down the road. They said they were coming back, but then they realized, um, yeah, uh, every time somebody could, the way to be able to test them and to be able to make sure, because one outbreak sets you back a whole now, you know, if one hotel worker tests positive, then it's all, you know, go down the line. That's the problem that they're having right now. So I would say, yeah, the NBA is going to do everything in their power to try to get back on the court and at least give us the playoffs. Um, but a lot, I think, needs to happen between now and that time. The NFL, still on the clock. They still got some time and some decisions. They can kind of wait and see. Uh, the door, the time is, uh, you know, it, it's ticking here on the NBA for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, kind of one of the big headlines that came out of the president's call with the commissioners was that, you know, they want the NFL to go on as scheduled. You right. know, maybe there's no bigger sport in this country you know, that more people follow that would offer, quote-unquote, comfort and normal mm -hmm. right. to the most. And we could talk about the kind of people vis-a-vis -vis the NBA or some of the other sports, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But it's purely the calendar of it yep. all, Joe, you know, yep. right? So the idea of being able to salvage anything that happens in the fall is, you know, um, a better talking point than yep. risking a statement on something that would happen in the summer, whereas we are seeing cancellations starting to happen in the sports calendar, in the political, ca political calendar even, already uh, later in the spring and already in the summer. So, hey, give us hope. Our fall religion will come back, and that's the NFL, and probably SEC football too, right, Joe? I, I got to believe it's... Um... Yeah, I, I got to believe that between now and then and, uh, you know, hold out hope that, yes, it will it will all come due ahead, guys. There will all be uh, the ability to kind of, and I think that's the hardest thing. It centers around uh, the ability to identify uh, people who may or may not. Of course, there is still the hope out there. And what gives me hope about the whole vaccine situation and, um, you know, possible cure or prevention methods uh, it will give me hope as you got an entire world on the same page here, not, uh, not just us here in the United States and our doctors and scientists, but when you think of the scope and the landscape here of how many folks around the world are, are, uh, are being affected, we've got an awful lot of the, not just this country, but the world's smartest uh, individuals here for this type of thing working uh, all the time, uh, all the time working to figure out how to be able to get in front of this and we've seen it before throughout with a hell of a lot less technology, Dan, and along over the course of mankind, oh, uh, yeah. we've seen them come up with uh, situations that look like it was going to be the end of uh, humans as we know it. So uh, I think in this day and age, we can hold out hope and we can, uh, we can certainly hope that between now and when we get the kickoff, guys, for the NFL and college football season, uh, that we will have better news and uh that wasn't the only thing of course going on over the weekend we have some announcements uh in the nba regarding the hall of fame uh that was big over there the draft for the nfl we got some ideas of what's going on there latest news latest headlines coming up next here on the grid sportsgrid.com sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right guys welcome back in here to the early line on the grid it is sportsgrid.com joe ranieri dane martinez here with you as uh, we continue uh, to play the uh, what-if game uh, coming off a weekend in which we learned a uh, little bit something here about uh, some of uh, the sports, really, the landscape of the sports universe here in this country and around the world, what it may or may not look like after a, uh, a call with all of the commissioners in just about every sport uh, known to us here with uh, President Trump. We had a, uh, at least a better understanding, Dane. We know what everyone hopes to do, and that is, of course, be able to get back uh, sooner rather than later to some sense of normalcy. Uh, but I know that one of the things you had mentioned coming out of the meetings uh, with, or on the phone call with these commissioners is we're going to get back uh, fans in the stands uh, by, uh, by, let's face, by August, September the latest. That's the plan. A great plan in, you know, uh, on paper, but... Uh, the reality is that may not 
take place. And then the, you got to come in. And, and we were just talking about what is the cutoff date for some of these sports? Because if the NBA comes back, let's say September, they've literally got two months of a playoff season to go. So September, October, NBA season is over. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Doesn't their NBA season usually start right around October, November? So, so baseball can't start in September. So I don't, I don't know what the cutoff dates for these leagues are. Which is why, Joe, as I said in the last segment, the big headline was that the NFL right. could start on time. Like that's the only position that's you it. Can stake out at this point in time. And you said it's nice to say that everyone will come back August, September, but we have no effing idea, Joe. It's nice to say I'm going to hit the Powerball numbers tomorrow also. We don't actually know. One of the things we've talked about, Joe, um, previous weeks, right, Mm -hmm. is that there's guys in a room, the Mm -hmm. NBA has their actuaries and planning their contingencies, right? And one is this idea of, you know, quarantine playoffs in the Bahamas or in Las Vegas or whatever it is. What they also know, and we've talked about this for other league business, like free agency, the draft, you know, for any sport, they have also known, and we've said this before, if it goes on beyond this date, right. okay, we can play the regular season, resume the regular season, and play a playoffs. Right. Or if it does this date, oh, we got to sacrifice the regular season. And they've already thought about how much time, a lead time, these players would need. Everyone's thought about that they know kind of what the point of no return is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, although we haven't discussed it you know, much, every league also knows whatever threshold it would be where their 2020 season is kaput. Right. Everybody knows that from the NBA to getting the playoffs to Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer being like, it ain't going to happen. And, and so on some level, Joe, it's a race to market, right? That's why like some of the golf majors are already saying, yo, We'll go to December. We talked about it last week. The the U.S. Women's Open, for example, which was supposed to happen in June, is like, we're going to go in December now in Houston, trying to go as far out as possible because the short term is unsure. And to be quite honest, Joe, like, it's idealistic. It's nice. It's trying to placate and comfort the public on some level to be like, nah, we'll have this normalcy. But if you got to realize... What also happens around September is a run-up to an election, Joe. Mm, yes, and, it you know, is. Yep. You know, another thing, and, you know, call me crazy here in New York, but another thing that could be happening here is our president staking out the kind of, like, good cop hopeful position, right? right? And thus, and then it'll be then on the leagues or on these Democratic governors to be like, no, I'm not going to have 60,000 people congregate in my state. So on some level, you already kind of set up the sides of the conflict going forward. Remember when he already said that he wanted to open up the country by Easter to business, right? And when we saw kind of how people on both sides got very angry mm-hmm. at that, right? So on some level, I think he's also staking out the optimistic good cop position, and it would be forcing others deliver bad news yeah and somebody's got to play that role i I mean let's face it if all as we all sit here right as we're all sitting here um looking around and and trying to figure out when on anything in our lives you know the one thing we've always had is sports and if all we're going to get from the media uh and a lot of folks here is finger pointing doom and gloom this is going to be you know, somebody's got to come out with a ray of hope. If we don't have any hope in this country, I mean, if everything was just canceled tomorrow, we're like, well, well, we're, you know, it would be, I think, people are on the edge now. I, I mean, I, there are people on the edge now trying to figure out uh, what's going to go on. The Ooh. idea that, all right, if I can just hold in for a day and another month, you know what I mean, the thing I know we'll be able to slowly... Uh, you ripped that carpet right from out. I mean, they got enough between Twitter and the media. There's enough doom and gloom to last 20 lifetimes here. So uh, somebody, I don't care if it's a commissioner, I hold out hope, do anything you have to do. Um, just don't give us that it's, it's over. It's, a, you know, we, we can. It's, I, to me, I think that's worse than anything is just go ahead next week and be like, you know what? All sports done through the end of the year. Then it's... Good luck. Let me know how that works out. Because one of the things we talked about, and we talked about it in the first segment, Joe, Mm -hmm. is the idea that still being able to be optimistic about the NFL. And that's where the NFL, because the NFL doesn't start until the fall after this kind of horizon that we're talking about. But you mentioned the NBA, okay? And their, you know, Major League Baseball is in a similar boat, right? So let's talk about the NBA and let's Mm -hmm. put some meat on this bone. Right. 
next year's NBA season, Joe. <laughs> right? Next year's NBA season. Right. Okay. Starts it around what? Week four of the football season? That's correct. Week five of the football season, like October. And that season, for next year's NBA season, Joe, to be able to start, let's say in the month of October, right. let's work backwards with all the things that would have to happen. You'd have to have whether some kind of preseason, whether it's truncated or yep. training camp, some way for players to work together, practice, and be in shape, right? And then what you also have are some of the elements of league business that have to happen in the same way that the NFL is doing that right now. The NFL has the benefit of free agency or the draft because it's league business that has to happen and can happen, you know, uh, through faxing yep. contracts or virtual calls, right? Well, the NBA would have to do that. They'd have to have a draft. They'd have to have a free agent signing period, and that would have to take however long it is and call it the month of August and September, the yes. same what we're saying now. So what that means to me, Joe, is that if that does become the time horizon when everyone starts to get back and starts to feel comfortable to travel, be out in public, congregate, whatever you want to call it, if that's the case, no, this NBA season will not crown a champion. Right. Right. And, and that's a possibility. Yep. And that's an absolute possibility. You know, it's about what the threshold is of when they can yep. actually get something in this year, but they will just kind of sacrifice it for the ability to start next year at some point. And the NBA and the NHL will be yeah. to have to consider that. I mean, you got guys, I can't even begin to tell you how much uh, we're talking about billions of dollars that are on the line here. And you know that the union right now and the and the owners right the whole point of them talking right now is obviously worst case scenario and i still think it's a little too early because it, again it's the first we're a week into april here so i mean it's and with how fluid this has been i'll remain the optimist here and say guys there it's still too early to put the kibosh on anything i think um but that's billions with a b of money to be lost the owners aren't going to be the only ones taking it on the chin so the negotiations really with all of these leagues and all of these unions, all right, worst case scenario, we cancel the season. Well, if you're going to do that, there has to be some sort of agreement as to what is the even split among the losses. Because the owners, contract or no, can't sit there and take it all. They're not going to take all of that burden. The players are going to have to share in it as well. So, of course, trying to find that balance is really the tricky part, not to mention that even to this point, Dan, even if they don't start, uh, they cancel the rest of the season, shall we say, and then maybe we get some version of playoffs, that's still close to B, billions of dollars in losses here, guys. And that means next season has to be pushed down the road. Because or, if they go into September, anything outside to me of July where they're not finished. It compromises the rest of the cycle. You're moving, yeah, you're moving, which means more lost revenue, which means different dates, different contract, all again, more lost money that the owners, not only do they have to come on the same page for this year, for the remainder of, and you played three quarters of your season. You've got to get, you've got to get on the same page to make next year viable. You've got to get on the same page. And right now, that's not, that's a lot harder. It sounds easy. Like, what do you guys, everyone take 10, you take 10, everyone. Yeah, no, it, it's a lot more complicated than that, unfortunately. Absolutely. And I said that in the first segment. Remember, over there, um, there's countries that are slightly ahead of their curve. Yes. And ours, like, uh, for example, Syria A in right. Italy. Okay, the players are taking a lot of a hit. And now yep. there's big time arguments between the players and the ownership about what percentage of the salary that's are correct right that's exactly what you're talking about how are we going to split you know this hurt yep. in essence, right yep. but that's the that's the point there's 21 percent joe of the nba regular season still left to be played yes most teams have about call it between 18 and 20 games left all right yep. like around 20 percent to 25 percent of the season and that's what i'm talking about the nba and the nhl are going to be first to kind of hit the point of no return joe Yep. Okay, because they're the ones who crown their champions in June. They're the ones that use the summer for league business, and they're the ones that would start their new season, the 2021 season, earliest, right? Yes. And so at some point, and you just laid it out, kind of who's going to take the hit, and there's people in a room somewhere right now trying to figure out to what extent is yeah. that worth it to try to have the playoffs this year versus compromising 
next year and potentially other seasons to come. Right. The NBA and the NHL are in kind of the same boat in their schedule, right? Major League Baseball is slightly different because they haven't started yet. They could push back and figure out how to condense an entire season. They've talked about warm weather, neutral kinds of right. games. They don't have the following year on the calendar to contend with right. yet, right? So Major League Baseball is a different situation, and football can kind right. of launch when it wants to because they haven't had to start just yet. But they're all on different timelines, and every region in this country is on a different timeline as well. There's a um, – and there's also a, a, a narrative that's, that is circling around that if, let's say – and really I do think at any point past June – if you're going to still play basketball, you are, you are ultimately affecting next year's schedule. Yeah, right. Maybe, just maybe, and this is something that I know is being considered, and it should be considered, that at all costs, and I do believe at all costs, they will try and wait as long as, uh, as possible in order to be able to get at least the playoffs and crown a champion in the NBA this year, right? So let's say they don't start, and they've talked about, why not move the season this point moving forward, if that's the case, it begins in December and goes through the, the summer months. That wouldn't be a, you know, that wouldn't be exactly a bad thing either, that if from moving this point on, listen, we get a champion, we get to do it, we're not going to finish till August or September, but you know what? The new season doesn't start until December, and from December now, and you can play throughout the summer months where there's only baseball anyway, I, you know, that is not exactly, that could be the new reality of the NBA moving forward, which is something they're talking about that, heck, listen, even if it takes, they, they got to cancel it, right? Maybe they figure to be safe, we're not going to start this, because the last thing they want to do is cancel this season, say, we'll be back in October, guys. They get the October, they don't want to have to do that either. So maybe kicking it down, starting the idea or the reality of, you know, maybe the NBA season next year, it starts in December now and goes through June and July and crowns a champion in August. Yeah, I mean, that is possible, but that would also be co compromising or changing future seasons, right? Yeah, and, absolutely, and, yeah. And that's on the table, right? We have to be creative. Yes. Anything is on the table. All I'm saying is that if you, if you want to have next season feel normal, right, right, there is some kind, there is some deadline to be able to get not only a regular season yes. or truncated playoffs, but you have to prepare for next season as well, mm -hmm. okay, in the preseason, in the draft, in, you know, free agency, and that all takes time too. Yep. So it's not like they can run this season in January, excuse me, in July and August, crown a champion right. in late August, and then all of a sudden have next season happen in September, October. Right, like, that's not going to happen. Compromise right. the following season. And I'm not the person in the room, the actuary with the abacus, Joe. Yep. You know, being like, what is the cost-benefit analysis of, you know, sometimes, what is the saying? Like, you cut off your nose to spite your face, yes. right? And maybe the end of this current NBA and or NHL season is mm -hmm. the note that at some point has to be sacrificed. At some point, you have to bail on this right. year in order for the impact to not happen for years and years to come unless you're considering a big old switch like you're talking about formally moving the NBA season, you know, for Which years. Which has been, that's been discussed before, too. That's yeah. not a, a new idea, guys. Yeah. That has been, a, even before the coronavirus, there has been talk that, listen, why don't we just start at the end of the NFL season, right, instead of having to compete with the NFL for two months? Why don't we just start it in December and really then come the summer, Dan, it's only NBA and Major League Baseball. So they've talked about it. The yeah. only other option, of course, is if they do say, let's say Christmas, right? That what is normally the NBA owns Christmas Day, yep. start of the season. But instead of playing the whole season, right, right. just play it till June. So have a truncated season. But they got to, that's what they've got to get now because you can't kick the can down the road. You've got to decide that if we're canceling this season, then either start that idea in December this year and, and play the truncated season and wait for another year in order to get back to normal or just move the league itself. I, not a bad concept to say, you know, why are we competing with the NFL for the first two months of the year? We can have much more of a captive audience if we start Christmas Day. I don't hate the idea. I really don't.
No, I don't hate it idea either, but conceptually all it is is the idea of like, are you spreading the change out over time or are or you going to have all it. the change happen here by in essence canceling the end of this season? Right. And I would ask you, I know we got to go to break, Joe. I would ask you, the NBA has talked about that. How do you think NHL fans yeah. go for that kind of change in the calendar? I think it might be a harder pill to swallow yes. for hockey fans. Yeah, I agree. And uh you know, hockey is, uh, is such a niche sport to begin with, so right. it's interesting to see if uh, if they would. Phoenix in July playing hockey, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that exactly. The temperatures and stuff uh, would cause a bit of a head-scratching there. I think, I don't know that they have as much flexibility. It's either cancel the season and get ready to start back up in September, October, um, or just, I don't know that they're going to be playing fun. Some point. Are they going to be playing hockey? At, uh, the L on this season. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that is, but anything is possible, and we'll keep the one if train rolling. We'll do that coming up next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys, welcome back in here to The Grid, sportsgrid.com, the early line. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez as uh, we continue here on a uh, Monday trying to get you uh, all caught up with the uh, latest from over the weekend, which... Uh, national champion today, Joe. I, well, I don't even start. I did. One shining moment I would have been able to see tonight, Joe. One shining moment would have aired tonight. Or maybe it would have been early tomorrow morning after midnight. But I look forward to that all the time. That's one of the biggest Just things I'm going to miss so upsetting. out upsetting. So, it's so upsetting on so many levels. But, again, we worry about what we can control, not what we can't control. And uh, if there's any, uh, listen, if there's any happiness coming from the college basketball uh, arena, it should be that uh, I believe uh, Obi Toppin was named, of course, the Naismith uh, winner there as the uh, best college player uh, this year. Very prestigious award. The kid totally deserves it. He was one of our favorite to watch on that Dayton team, on what could have been. Uh, but uh, what a great season. And, of course, we look forward to watching him in future NBA games because that's exactly where he'll be uh, going. And we talked a little bit about, uh, so far, if you're just joining us, the ramifications of the NBA and the possibility of if they do come to an agreement with the Players Association and the Players Union, right, as far as who's going to take it on the chin for the losses, that's what it is. Maybe that also includes, and it has to include to some degree, what happens for next season. So essentially, it's not only the rest of this and the playoffs, but it's also what do you do moving forward? And that discussion of starting the league in December and moving forward could be the new norm in the NBA one way or the other. I don't hate the idea. Uh, and they've talked about it in the past that instead of going head-to-head with the NBA for two months, right. we'll start in December on Christmas, which they own anyway, and then begin to move into the summer. So a lot of that behind the scenes, but the NBA we know is certainly um, planning on doing everything they can in order to be able to get, uh, to get some games back on and at least crown a champion this year uh, for 2020. Now, Major League Baseball, uh, they too, uh, they're kind of in the... What are we? First week now uh, in the books of uh, April, right? So we don't, we'd only be two weeks, I think, maybe starting this is the second week. Uh, but we also have heard some of what they have put on the table thus far, because really you can't cry over what you don't have. Now you just got to look forward and say, if we start by this date, Dane, then this is what you still need a place to play. So, you know, A can only go to B as long as A happens, the, you know, the way you need it to. All goes well. We've got test kits. We've got a vaccine on the way. We're talking a totally different ball game. But the what-if game of, okay, let's say things starting to flatten the curve a little bit here. Prevention is still of the utmost importance. There are talks that Major League Baseball said over the weekend that their idea and what they have spent a lot of time thinking about is the possibility of playing these games, all the games, or at least when they start the season, at training facilities in Florida and Arizona. Now, they're much more condensed in Arizona, the fields, as opposed to here in Florida, where they are yeah. scattered throughout the state. And it, you still got to put 30-some-odd teams, guys, in, in a complex in the, in the thing, and that's kind of 
the logistics of doing that is really what they've been working about. But quarantining 30 teams in a in a very small area, you got to get local officials on board. You got there's a lot of things that you got to do to make that work. Or two separate locations, Florida and Arizona. Everything that they're talking about right now, Dane, is really talking about not putting teams in their own home ballparks, neutral sites, so to speak, if you will. Uh, No fans anyway. So what is the difference? Uh, But if you split them up between two states, there is certainly a possibility. But I do think, again, that's all contingent upon being able to figure out in a very short order who might have it, who doesn't, so you can effectively stop the spread. Because it's not just baseball players, guys. It's umpires. It's, you know, it's hotel workers. It's, you know, first, it, there's a lot that goes into that. And one person contracts it, Dane. We're, we're starting all over again, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's more than just the players. It's the mm. team personnel. It's, you know, I, I guess television crews. That yeah, exactly. On some yep. level. Yep. Uh, like you said, the hospitality staff that would need to be there, the travel staff, whatever the case may be. And I think, you know, we, we acknowledge that um, fans coming together in mm. arenas in scores of 20, 30, 60, mm-hmm. 100,000 are not going to happen anytime soon in this country, Joe. I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. If, like uh, we hear coming out of uh, this call over the weekend, that the, the expectations are that it's safe for people to come out in August or September it's still going to be every individual's decision on if they are going to go attend the game, right? right? And I don't know if I would, personally. I'm here in New York. Maybe it'll look different in a week, in a month, in three months. Who knows? But I think it'll be a very slow return for the public to come on back. But what we're talking about now is how to be creative about doing this without fans. And I think the second part that you have to kind of throw away, if you're going to throw away fan attendance, the other part you have to acknowledge won't happen is travel in a normal schedule, right? So there has to be how do we bring all these teams and make them travel once to the spot, right, where all these games would happen. We've heard about Florida and, and, and Arizona. We've heard about Vegas. We've heard about the Bahamas, for goodness sakes, right, about places that we could get everyone together. If that is the case and if there are one, two, maybe even four spots that you can bring Mm -hmm. groups of teams. It's almost like a pod system, right, Joe? In March Madness, how you had all these regions together. If you can establish these kind of safe bubbles, whether they're training facilities, university campuses and dorms, uh, you know, hotels, what have you, then I guess it is possible. But the only other thing that comes to this here is as we're seeing different places in this country are on completely different arcs in their relationship with the disease, right? New York is a hot spot now. There are others that are growing in this country, whether it's down by you, Joe, in Florida, New Orleans, Detroit, what have you. And so they would also have to, you know, have enough solid science and data to know that wherever we're going to a place is not only okay now, but not, you know, going to be on a different part of the spread you know, as the as the state next door, let's say, is sheltered in place or not. You know, there's so much unknowns about how this spreads the pace and, and, and that it would be tough, but that would be the way to put them together, right? They have to come together in these one or two or four designated kind of quarantined areas and then just be locked in there to, in essence, put the games on and put entertainment on for the public. Yeah, it's... Um... You also got to take into consideration that they need to be in a position wherever they decide to go um, that they can provide their own medical supplies and those types of things because otherwise you're requiring the local, you know, doctors and those people to be able to care for a group of, you know, professional baseball players that are now coming in. To worry about, right. Yeah, you know, so there, there's a lot more that goes into this, as you guys can see, that maybe it's not just about... What's the big deal? No fans throw them into a ballpark. Well, that trickled down with just one person mm-hmm. uh, infecting and then having to quarantine the people along the way. And Major League Baseball would be liable for not only the players, the umpires, the television. I mean, that's all under the Major League Baseball umbrella, and that is a pretty darn big uh, umbrella to have there with the amount of people. But uh, I appreciate the effort of trying to do it. They are 
contacting people. They're saying they are trying to put that together. And, and we had mentioned it, uh, Dane, over the last couple of weeks that they are uh, hard at work in, their, uh, in the New York offices there with uh, Major League Baseball and around the country uh, doing everything he can, contingency after contingency after contingency. The last thing on that list, of course, is just flat out cancel. Uh, but Major League Baseball, unlike the NBA, or though the NBA continues to push along, Major League Baseball has already cut a deal with the Players Association. So the owners and the players, uh, players have already agreed to a certain percentage of the salary if no games are played, right. regardless. So they, that's already signed, sealed, and delivered. There's, it's a lot more harmonious in, in baseball, so they have the flexibility without the worry, of course, of having to cancel anything already been done. Uh, but I do think their leeway, and if I had to guess, we already know they talked about being a neutral location for the World Series, hell, even if it went into November, right? Sure. So 162 games, and this is what makes Major League Baseball so unique, is that they, you can cut 162 games down. You, you can actually play some baseball, yeah. any baseball. And I think the longer this goes where we don't have uh, any sports uh, on the horizon, uh, hell, Dane, even if it's 60 games, I see yeah. them in one way or the other doing everything they can to get back on that field and provide some uh, some baseball for the country. Can I tell you something? Uh, two things that just came into my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, one is what, if a sport does do this, you remember the movie, Joe, The Truman Show? Yes, yes, right? yes. That's what it would have to be, Joe. Yeah, right? It would have to be this entirely self-contained yep. athletic society, yep. right? <laughs> you know, where Correct. no one can come in, no one can come out, you know, because of what you're talking about. Whether it's food workers, right? Whether it's bus drivers, whether it's cameramen, whether whoever, whether it's cheerleaders, whatever it is that's ancillary to being able to put on the product, they'd have to be quarantined as well. Yes, you know, and that's, that, that's exactly how it would have to go down. I think Major League Baseball has the most to kind of flex because they have so much in their uh, their season is so long they can mm -hmm. cut or trim and it still feel like a season. And the NFL gets the benefit. Um, of being able to kick the can down the road because they don't start. I think it will ultimately come down to what the NBA and the NHL decide to do. You know, you talked about the summertime, Joe, as like this time of year when, you know, baseball is kind of the only game in town. If you remember, that was part of the original impetus, Joe, for mm -hmm. uh, the big three, Ice Cubes League, right, to give people basketball in the summertime in the same way that the XFL or the AAF yep. was trying to deliver springtime Football, so it, it, it's happened before, you know, and the idea that there was a basketball vacuum in the summertime, um, and yep. you know, I hear with his crew, and they've even come out. The big three has come out and said that they may be willing to start ahead of time, yep, uh, um, a, a little bit quicker than people because their league, their league is conducive to it, Joe. That's correct. You know, it's the same yep. thing. They already perform kind of as a barnstorming tour, right? right? The entire league is at Barclays Center one one weekend. The entire league then goes to Vegas or goes to L.A. or goes to Chicago. Their rosters are smaller, yep. you know what I mean? And so it would be maybe less people. And they're the kind of league that's, you know, looking for an advantage to get on air, to get into the mind space and attention of the sports fans so they may risk it ahead of everybody else. And listen, I mean, uh, it, it should be noted, too, that there are – eight states in this uh, in this country that don't have any sort of stay-at-home order or anything along those lines in, in place. So uh, now. The, now, right, exactly <laughs> now. But I got to believe that if they ain't got it by now, um, then uh, short of something absolutely horrific happening, they, they just, they're kind of set in their uh, ways, which, hey, listen, your elected officials, whatever. Um, but there are places where obviously they're, I'm sure they're looking because of the simple fact that it's not mandated that uh, anybody stay home. So there's a number of states right in the heartland of this country that people might, uh, that, you know, whether they could, and I'm sure they could, because what the hell else did they got going on there uh, in some of these places where they could work something, especially like you mentioned with some of these sports that don't have 40-man rosters, 25 right. You know what I mean? There is, you can control it that way and move it forward. But there are at stake here, one, one way or the other, Dave, whatever we're looking at here, the amount of money um, that is just tied into so much as even a three-month 
um, type of moratorium on any sports is, and I think people are starting to realize it's just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And players are like, well, you gave me a contract, so I get it in baseball, guaranteed contracts, right? In baseball, guaranteed contracts uh, in the NBA, guaranteed contracts, and it, you go down the list, then you get the football, and the NFL is like, yeah, there are no, not a lot of guarantees in, in football. And when you consider the nature of the athlete who plays the NFL and the risk they already take, um, I'm fairly certain the NFL and the players would, they would play anywhere at any time at, at anything. I don't think there's, they're nearly as worried. And look at the pictures we've seen, right? Football players are just a different, they're just different. So they're built differently, they're wired differently. And without those guarantees, you know, you don't play a game, you don't get paid. Uh, I think there'd be a lot more, uh, some of those athletes on whole would be willing to take a heck of a lot more chances than others. Yeah, we see it right now in, in our communities right now, mm -hmm. right? Some people have the luxury of being on salary and be, or being able to work from home. Right. There are other workers that are part-time or hourly workers that if they don't report to duty, they ain't getting paid. That's okay, right. and so those are kind of the NFL players, shall we say, as opposed to some of these others, although I think the NFL player has a sizable amount of savings and yes. it's not the same concern as the paycheck to paycheck hourly worker, one of the 10 million who have filed for unemployment over the last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yes. And uh, again, we're only one month into uh, this particular situation and, uh, but we continue, uh, again, we're not, uh, we're not just in this alone. Of course, sports around the world, uh, livelihoods around the world yeah. completely upended here. And I do British think Olympics, yeah, yeah, billions. You know what I mean? Billions of dollars there yep. um, yep. to have two events canceled within a week of each other that have not been canceled since World War II. To right. have Wimbledon and the British Open, it's just it's that's the situation we're in. This isn't just a uh, a United States thing. This isn't just no. This is yep. a uh, world thing. Champions Cup, right? Exactly. Soccer, we're in America, yep. right? Yep. Soccer is actually the biggest sport on planet Earth. Around, okay. Exactly and correct. There is no greater yep. kind of showcase of soccer yep. outside of the World Cup than, say, like these UEFA Champions League, where yep. the best clubs, you know, you got Barcelona and you got Chelsea and you got Juventus, right? Yep. That got canceled. The Euros were supposed to happen in 2020. I know because I was going to go maybe for That's my... That's it. Yep. Not anymore. Like, idea to see, you know, Germany play England or yep. France and Spain, and they canceled that you're telling me if you could do cancel that and you can cancel the olympics there is no greater you know athletic spectacle on this globe that's and correct millions of dollars that you know go into it yeah american sports are gonna have to do the same thing yep but uh don't let anybody tell you they're not essential they certainly are essential and they're essential to the uh american psyche and uh not just america i think human psyche with uh with fans all over the world all right, we got one, uh, one hour in the books. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the other headlines, including the NBA Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that coming up next hour here on The Grid. It is the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.